You're listening to another episode of the Zag. Eric Krasov here. Excited to be joined by a 2020 fellow NLC South Texas Frontera. Uh, person Allison Martinez is here. We'll catch up with her. She just finished her NLC Institute experience. She's also going to stick around and lead the charge for 2021. So we'll hear what her thoughts were about what she just went through and what she's hoping to accomplish in the months and year to come. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. All right, Allison. Yeah, we were chatting before we got on. Definitely a strange, strange year to be an NLC fellow. Give us a little bit of insight on what it was like to go from meeting people in person to eventually switching to virtual. For sure. Um, thank you for having me. Um, it was really strange. I actually really only met with my fellowship class um, once in January in person because mm. in February I had um, another commitment. Um, so I couldn't meet with them and I met with the San Antonio chapter. And mm. so I've really only seen my <laughs> cohort class one time. And that's, that blows my mind because you know, I said it in our virtual fundraiser and at our um, capstone, you know, presentations that it's crazy how that happened because we've become such a family and we've become so united. And even if it was like virtual meetings once a month, um, we still we shared so much. We dived into so much that, you know, that bond had to get created either way. You know, it was inevitable. So, yeah, one of the things I'm curious about, because my background and and trade is working with schools and being uh, in education and trying to figure out how to usually get groups of strangers and some cases kids and sometimes it's adults to bond with each other quickly. Uh, what is your insight so far? What have you learned about how to make that happen when, yeah, you have to do it over a, a computer screen? Yeah, it's, it's definitely hard. And I think you need to, I mean, we need to be adaptable in these times. And I think, um, Part of being progressive is, you know, taking the situation for what it is and learning how to grow from it and learning how we can make it. A lot of the questions that we asked during our capstone presentations for, you know, whoever was going to be planning a big event as part of their capstone was, okay, but are you planning on a virtual backup just in case? Because we don't know how how much this is going to last. But I think, um, you know, focus is a big thing, you know, and you're talking about sitting in front of a computer screen, no one encourages you to sit in front of a computer screen for longer than eight hours a day. And um, I mean, if you're doing institute in person, you're sitting in a desk or in a table with your cohort for eight hours a day. And that was kind of what we were expected to do to do for the institute because we were still on the same time schedule. Um, but just definitely keeping it more interactive. Um having those open discussions, that open dialogue, I think was what really kept, kept us focused. I remember when we did our DEI weekend, everyone was all ears on the, on Brocky, our presenter, because it was just such a captivating um, presentation. And we all learned so much through it that there was no way we could have tuned out of it. I think it was really impressive to me, you know, someone who's been around NLC for a long time and, when I started in LA, we were not strong fundraisers. Uh, our chapter uh, really only maybe in the last three, four or five years has gotten to a point where we're raising about you know, 20, 30 grand a year. And so uh, it's always impressive when we see some fundraising spikes from brand new chapters like yourself. I was really curious how you 
felt like your chapter landed on a message that that was right for the time because people were definitely feeling pressure financially and there's a lot going on in the world in general. How were you all able to put on a successful event to, to get a good start on your fundraising efforts? You know, I think it was a combination of a lot of things. I think the way COVID hit our communities, it was, you know, we were doing really well at the very beginning, then reopening started happening. And um, I think people on on the NLC side, you know, a lot of my cohort, we were against the reopenings because we knew what it was going to lead to. And now Texas is at its worst. Um, but other than what was happening with COVID, I think the, the, the climate in South Texas was kind of really opening up for progressive leaders and progressive values. We had a very historic run for uh, Congress with Jessica Cisneros, and I think that that, that it, it ignited a fire in this generation. And when I was applying for my fellowship, I remember, I think I had already gotten accepted, and I went to a yoga class and I do community yoga with my friend. And um, this this uh, woman came up to me and she said, you're Allison, right? You're part of the NLC fellowship class. And I was like, this little organization that, you know, we're just starting out and it had already gotten so much traction. And she had told me that she was interested in applying, but didn't have the time commitment to do so this year. And so, um, you know, it, it, it blew my mind in that moment to know that, like, you know, this is a little thing that my friend asked me to do, and I trusted her blindly, and I did it, and I wasn't entirely sure what I was getting myself into, but so many people had gone to all of our um, the launch parties and the uh, mixers that the founding board had organized and they had heard so much about what NLC was. And I think, you know, it's stuck in the back of their minds and hopefully we will be able to see that come our recruitment, you know, uh, season that's coming up or that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think because of Jessica, because of, um, because, you know, it's just, there's time, it's time. You know, I think the current administration, um, everyone's tired. It's been four years. We all want change. And so I think, I think it's a combination of all of that, that, you know, really it, it, it put a spotlight into this organization. And so um, we were super happy with the support that we got from all of our, um, our donors um, I that was the scariest part for me walking into this institute, and I think it's the scariest part for everyone is fundraising, having to call people to give money. But you know, the support of our family and friends, we were able to really do it. And um, and Christina, Christina was she, our chapter director, Christina Gomez. She was not gonna let us off easy. She said, "No, you guys, I understand it's hard, but we're we need to fundraise. This is part of your graduation requirements. You're gonna do it." And I'm glad she pushed us because everyone, I think, in my cohort was hesitant, but she pushed us and we did it. And we're super excited with the results. And we're still trying to make that final push before yeah. the fiscal year ends. Yeah, sounds good. When we come back with Allison, we'll talk a little bit more about what she sees for the future of the chapter in 2021. Thanks for tuning in this episode of The Zag. We'll be right back.
Yeah, Allison, one of the things I'm thinking a lot about now, because I'm working a little bit on the, the chapter co-director training uh, that will be available to folks who are going to lead chapters like yourself next year, is what it means to lead a chapter right now. Because uh, not only do we have COVID and the pandemic, but you know we have so much of the, of the systemic inequality that's been around for 400 years now, I think, unfortunately, finally being made known to people who should have known the whole time. Um, and so what does that mean to lead a progressive organization right now when yeah, so much of what we're seeing in protest movements, so much of what we're seeing about how folks are reevaluating basically every aspect of American life? Uh, what kind of vision do you see yourself forming right now to have the 2021 Institute experience in South Texas be something that matches that moment? Yeah, and I think right now the moment calls for more activity other than just, um, you know, support and um, and being vocal about things is important. But I think the moment it called for um, a greater sense of activity, you know, reading, knowing more about what the Black Lives Matter movement is, what racial inequality really is, um, really sitting down and digesting that information and really learning where this is all coming from. Um, and how far back it lands and um, and how how much the system uh, was built to be this way. Um, that is, I mean, it's a time for that right now. And I think NLC is, is a prime um, organization to do just that. Um, and so moving into the Institute for next year, you know, you definitely want to be um, – an organization that is going to promote that movement is going to promote that activity, that action, that, and, and to answer the call to action um, for whatever it may be. Um, like I said, I think the Institute weekend that I learned the most in was our DEI weekend, our diversity um, and inclusion weekend. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think it happened a little bit before the protests started happening and it was, you know, it, 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 it was amazing because we just, we saw the topic of racism in a very different light. And now in the situation that we are in as a country, as a, as a world, you know, I think this is a global problem. Um, it's, I want everyone to hear that same um, presentation. And I want everyone to get that information because it was just so it explained so much. Um, and um, as a cohort, as you know, for the 2021 cohort in the 2021 Institute, I would like for us to gather a group of progressive leaders that are willing to answer that call to action and that are willing to, you know, put their community first. We live in a very special community here in the frontera our chapter encompasses laredo to brownsville the entire rio grande valley and um you know the majority of our population is hispanic so the issues of black lives matters um, racial equality they're not really issues that are in the spotlight for a lot of our communities um i grew up with um one girl, she's African-American, she's Black American, and in her post on the days of the protests and stuff, she said that she had never felt racism in, her, like, growing up in Laredo. Hmm. And, you know, I felt, I felt proud in that instance because, you know, I've known her my whole life and I've known that, 
you know, I'm glad that she never felt that way being around me and other people like me, you know, but it's still just because it doesn't happen here doesn't mean that we can just rest on our laurels. We have to educate our community about what this means. And, you know, I, I spoke to my niece, she's 12 years old and I had a whole conversation with her and I told her, you know, just because you don't see it here doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. You know, when I moved to Houston, that's the first time I encountered racism in my life and it's going to hit you and it's going to happen, but you need to know how, how it happened and how you're going to deal with it. And I think in moments like these, you know, it's, it's our, it's our responsibility to educate our community about how we can be better and how we can do better. Um, because just because, you know, we are as, uh, communities with a majority population of Hispanic members of our community doesn't mean that we have to be silent towards these things. We can, we can be forces for change still. Well said. Listen, we're glad you're going to be running the show in 2021 and folks that are interested in joining Allison, make sure to check out newleaderscouncil.org about how to apply the application deadline uh, is not until late August or early September, so still time to investigate, and there'll be more information coming soon about what the program will look like in 2021 as we sort out if we'll ever get to be near people in larger groups yeah. again. So stay tuned for that, and thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of The Zag. You can catch all past episodes, and there are a lot, over whew, 300 or so. You can find those at all the places you get your podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher. Download and subscribe on Apple and Google. Get them all in all the places. And until next time, we'll catch you soon.